Okay. Well, we're, we're going through a series on Psalm 23, so we're just going to read that together. Let's read it together, as in, you can read it off the screens, I'll read it off my screen, and we'll read it all together after three. One, two, three. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. It worked all through the notices, that's it. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you that it is food for our souls, it's food for our minds, it's food for our spirits. And as we look at it today, come and feed us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I have... I have three titles for tonight, for this morning. This morning, I'm just trying to work, think which one shall I use. <coughs> so I am going to use. It is time to dream again. It is time to dream again. This week, actually, late last week, um, I got an email, and then Vanessa forwarded me the same email to, um, during the week. And then I had a phone call. And it was um, a lady who, said, who phoned up and said, we're a charity, and your ca local council has asked us if the churches, if we could help get the churches involved in particularly working with refugees. And she said, and as you're one of our churches, to which, and then she carried on, and she said, you know, I don't know if you want to know anything more about us. And I said, well, that would be helpful because I didn't know we were one of your churches. <laughs> I didn't know we belonged to your charity um, and we were engaged. And uh, then she said, oh, I'll just get one of the top executives to come and speak. And strangely, I happened to know him. Um, and uh, just out of the blue, she said, can you come and help us? Your council is asking which was quite a surprise, really, but also quite encouraging. Then uh, a little bit earlier in the week, I got another letter from one of our local schools. And uh, it just said, we wonder, we're having trouble. We have too many children coming to our Christian union, and we don't have enough Bibles. Could you buy some for us? And it's like, 
whoa, this is interesting. This is interesting. And so it's time to dream again of what God might want to do around Northamptonshire and in Kettering. To dream again of how we can play a part as a church in what God wants to do in this area. To lift up our eyes again. But the trouble with that is a lot of people are very tired. A lot of people are very overworked. A lot of people have a lot of children to look after. And part of dreaming can sometimes be, ah, that would be great, but how can I do it? How can we do more than we are doing? How can we um, begin to affect the town in which we live again? We've had a few fallow years of the way that we affect our town. But now I believe God is stirring us again and it's time to look again. What can we do? What is it that God wants us as open door to add to the church life of Kettering and Northamptonshire? What is it that open door can do again to reach in to our town and the villages and towns around? What is it? How do we do it? Well, when we, were, um, when we had young kids... We liked going on walks. And there were two things I learned that were of utmost importance when we went on a walk with our kids. The first one was to know where we were going and the route. Because I was, I'm quite happy wandering off and walking, again lost and then finding my way back. I discovered our children weren't happy with that. Particularly when it started off... Yeah, it's about an hour's walk. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I think it's about another hour back to the car. Oh, this isn't the car park. I found they didn't like that. So one was to know where we were going. And the other was to have enough snacks that would last the walk. So that every so often we could say, just another 10 minutes and we'll have something to eat. Because there were two things that inspired our children to walk. One was wind. The moment it got windy, they would suddenly, having been three miles behind us, come flying past us. It's like, oh, if only we could control the wind. The other was, there'll be sweets in a few minutes. And it got them there. And it's important for, important for us as Christians to know where we're going and to be able to feed on the route. When, I've, when I was uh, um, baptised in the Spirit, prayed for to be baptised in the Spirit, the guy, who, the guy and his wife were praying for me, and he had a prophecy for me, <coughs> which in all honesty... I had to think about before I saw the encouraging side of it. He said this. He said, God's come to you in a beautiful way, but I can see your life and you're walking through a desert. He's like, yeah, that's not the word I was looking for. 
a desert and there's sand and rocks and heat and pressure. But he said, every so often, you will come to a pool of water and you'll be able to drink and refresh yourself. And then you'll go on another part of the journey and you'll come to another pool and you'll walk and refresh yourself. And he said, the thing is, though, that I can see the end of the journey as well. And it's a glorious city, full of everything that you need, surrounded by everything that you need. And today, we're looking at Psalm 23, verse 2 and half of verse 3. Pardon? He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams and he renews my strength. And so often when we read this psalm, we think there is a word in there that isn't there. And that word is the word always. He leads me to rest in green meadows, always. He leads me beside peaceful streams, always. He renews my strength, always. And we think we're meant to live in this idyllic world where we are resting in green meadows beside a stream and God just renewing our strength. Now that is part of how we live. But a part, another part of me is God lets me rest in green meadows. And you could w put the word occasionally in there. Because <laughs> that would fit our experience a little bit more, I suspect. And last week we looked at the shepherd. We looked at what he does. And we looked at the fact that we will lack nothing. So as we look again and begin to dream again, begin to say, okay, let's put open door, let's put our head above the parapet again. Let's not just be um, a Sunday church. Let's see what God is calling us to in the next phase. Let's look not at how tired we are, how limited our resources are, how weak and feeble we are. Let's look to our shepherd who is leading us the God of all creation, the Jesus who has defeated sin and death, the Holy Spirit that will empower us, the God who will resource us, Jesus who will walk beside us, the Holy Spirit that will perform miracles and healings and all sorts of things around us. Let's lift our eyes to him, remembering that he does lead us into rest. Now, the trouble for most of us is the picture at the top with Psalm 23 is, is how we see um, sheep. Now, for, um, Les and I have been very privileged to travel to some distant parts of the world and uh, <coughs> live with local people. 
And one of the things we've seen is shepherds with their little flock of 25 to 50 sheep, and they're leading them. But they're not leading them across green grass. They're leading them across sand and rocks and desert. And they are leading them to where the green pasture is so that they can feed at that green pasture. And sometimes our lives will feel like God is leading us through this rocky desert. There is no green pasture. But there will always come a time when God gives us the green pasture. Now, in some ways, he gives it to us every day. Our question is whether we eat. When we were on holiday in July, June, we were, <coughs> we were in a little cottage. We've been there once, once or twice before. And it is so, so quiet. It's one of the only places in Britain where you can sit in the garden, there's a stone wall, and then there's a field full of sheep. And it's the only place in Britain that I've been to that you can hear the sheep eating. <laughs> you can hear them as they rip up the grass. It's, it's quite unusual. There's normally so much background. But there was this one particular sheep who really had this down to a fine art. Because most of them would be standing up, head down, eating. He would be on the floor, laid out, and just eating the grass that he could reach. <laughs> and you'd see him different days, he would go to different parts of the field. Leslie is gonna ask me at lunch, what sheep was that? Because she wouldn't have noticed, but. <coughs> I like sheep. And uh, this, he would just sit down, and he would just sit down, lie down, and just eat the grass around him. As I said last week, we need to feed ourselves. The shepherd leading the sheep in the Middle East is looking for the good places to eat. Our shepherd is looking constantly to put us in the places where we can eat. And Acts 2.42 tells us where we can eat. We can eat from the Apostles' Doctrine. That's the Bible. New Testament, Old Testament, 66 books and letters. Do we avail ourselves of that green pasture day in and day out? Being together in large groups like this, in church groups, in our homes, in our walks, in our daily lives, fellowshipping. And fellowshipping is not talking about what's going on in the latest soap opera. Fellowshipping is not necessarily just discussing the latest Netflix or Amazon Prime sort of binge watch. Netflix is sharing life, so it's talking about those things, but it's eating together. It's talking about what God is doing in your life. It's hearing the stories, Gareth's testimony, Isaac, what God is doing in our lives. I just, in fact, 
I would say I am still sometimes just a little embarrassed if God has done something really good to share it. Because there's part of me that's like, what happens if this person has had a really bad week and I'm just coming in and saying, hey, I prayed this this morning and God answered it this afternoon. It's great. And they're like, yeah, I've prayed this for 15 years. He still hasn't answered. And I miss, I miss that sense of, actually, that may be what they're needing to hear. God does answer. And I know that there is within me a sort of reticence sometimes to share what God is doing because I'm worried about how the other people are. And I've got to learn to stop worrying about that and just share the good things. Because God does do good things for us, doesn't he? That's good, because it was a question. <laughs> Fellowship, breaking bread. We, <laughs> we've still got a long way to go in breaking bread together without it being a super spiritual event. <laughs> there is a spiritual dynamic about having communion together, which is a mystery, and we don't really understand it. We know that there is something supernatural about just breaking bread together, having communion together, sharing the Lord's Supper together. It imparts life to us in a way that we don't understand. It's not explained clearly in the Bible, but it is there. But our danger is we then make it into this sort of spiritual service rather than something you can do as you eat because that's when Jesus, Jesus brought the communion, breaking of bread in a meal. I was at a <coughs> um, Catalyst leaders meeting and on this week and we, they decided we'd have communion together. <coughs> so he thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. And then someone just picked up like we've got some in the bar actually, those little communion cups with a wafer on the top and said, okay guys, it's easy jet communion today. <laughs> and it just, it was great to do. And it's a great context to do it, but it's not the only context. We can do it wherever we are and it will strengthen us on the way. Prayer, obviously feeds us. Reading our Bible, fellowshipping, breaking bread together and prayer, all is some of the green pasture that God has put us in so that we can feed ourselves and be strengthened. It says, <coughs> he lets me rest in green meadows. God sometimes gives us tremendous times of rest we read our Bibles and it's so full of life. We pray and it's not difficult. How many, how many people have had times when they've prayed and it's not been difficult? Just put your hand up for this. Come on, I don't believe it. There have been times when it's not been difficult to pray. We pray and it just flows out of you. Too many people were really iffy about that. I'm going to pray. <laughs> Father, I ask you, you say, when we don't know what to say, your Holy Spirit will help us to pray. I want to ask you for a release of your Holy Spirit among us to release prayer, Lord Jesus, 
to bring times of tremendous joy in prayer, times of celebration, times when prayer flows, times when faith is released, and we just have to pray because we know it is going to be answered. I ask you, Lord Jesus, release your Holy Spirit among us to stir us to be those who pray with faith, with energy and vitality and with great joy because we know at your right hand is fullness of joy as we have been reminded today. Come Holy Spirit, pour yourself out upon us Lord Jesus. Come and help us, help us to pray in Jesus' name. No, I'm going to run out of time. Right. <clears throat> Think about the green pastures. It's also a safe place for sheep. They can be calm and uh, undisturbed. And Jesus gives us those times in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. In a, in a hot country, water is so important. <clears throat> when uh, I was in Guinea three or four weeks ago, I drank so much water. You sort of don't quite, you think, I couldn't drink this much water if I was in England. It's just bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle each day. And it's just because it's so hot and you're sweating so much. And uh, you just need to keep, keep um, hydrated. I knew the word would come eventually. And we as God's people need the water of the Holy Spirit. We need to be continually drinking. In Isaiah, (coughs) writes in Isaiah 55, come to me all you who are thirsty, and I will give you drink. And I believe that we need to cultivate a thirsty lifestyle. We have challenges in life, but fundamentally, our lives are very, very easy. We, we can cope with the life that we live. And I think one of the things that would be really helpful for us is to, com- is to cultivate a thirsty lifestyle, a lifestyle where we are truly thirsty for Jesus, where we will sometimes lay aside some of the things we think of as chilling and our time and think, no, I know where I can get real water that feeds me and, and builds me up. I can come and I can be with the Holy Spirit. I can set time aside just to be with him. One of the ways of doing that, I think, is remember, <laughs> having had such a wonderful response to prayer, I'm just worried about this next bit. <laughs> there have been times where God has come to you in remarkable ways. 
You've been overwhelmed by his love. You've been overwhelmed by that sense of his power. You have been filled with a joy that is unspeakable. Please, if you've had those, please put your hands up. I won't look, no, I will. <laughs> that's better, that's better. Is it, is it true? I was, once, I was once praying, and it was like, it doesn't happen a lot. It's like the glory of God came, and I just didn't know what to do. So I thought, this, this is just too much. And it's absolutely true. And I hid under the bed. Because I thought, I don't think God will fit under the bed. You know, sometimes your theology goes out the window. God is everywhere, but I can hide under the bed from him. And it wasn't because I was sinful or anything like that. It was just too powerful. It was too much of the glory of God. And I would encourage us, stir up those memories. Stir them up. Say, God, come again upon me. Let your glory rest upon me. Take me to a quiet stream. And it's a peaceful stream because sheep need peace, peaceful water. They're not very good if the water's really running. You know, so the calmer the water, the more they will drink. Remember a time when God met with you and let that thirst grow within you again. But then also do what Gareth did, sort of recommended that we did. Aim to do something that you know you cannot do. So as I was preparing this, I was thought, well, that's a good sentence, but what does it mean? And I thought, I go to the hairdressers, um, go to the same one every three or four weeks. And uh, it's a nice little shop. Everyone, seems, everyone knows one another. We all get on well. And uh, <coughs> they know that I work at the Eden Center. They know because they used to come here, that it used to be a nightclub. And they know it is now a church. And so I have managed to get to the point where they know I work in the church. But, and they know, because we've talked about it, that I actually travel for the church as well to various places. And they know a little bit about what I do. But my aim, some of you will laugh at this one, by the end of January, which is about three haircuts away, <laughs> is to actually mention Jesus. Because I haven't mentioned him yet. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's really difficult when they find out you're a Christian minister because they ask what you do and it's like, yeah, read my Bible, pray, and talk to people. Um, yeah, great, let's move on. So my aim, and I thought the only way I can deal with this is if I put it in the public domain, so by the end of, end of January, if I haven't remembered, some of you will have remembered. But I know this. Of myself, there is no way that's going to happen strangely, 
There's no way it's going to happen. Because in my head, it's like, we get on very well. I don't want to spoil the relationship. I don't want to put them, put them off me. But I know the promise of God is you will be filled with the Spirit and you will boldly proclaim the gospel. So what is it that you could aim for that you can't do and you can only do under the power of the Spirit? Think of something. Say, God, I want to do this, but I know I can't do it. It's got to be the empowering of the Spirit. Because I know what will happen. What will happen is the next time I go to the hairdressers, I will pray like I have never prayed before. It's just true. It's all right, I'm having trouble with my tablet here. I'll be back in a minute. Cultivate a thirsty lifestyle. Remember what God has done and let it stir faith that he will do it again. Aim for something that you know you cannot do because God will place us near streams of living water that we can drink from and let it flow from us. He renews my strength. Life, as some of, some of you will have noticed, can be quite tough, can be quite draining, can be quite tiring. Decisions to be made. When King David was faced with all those things, he strengthened himself in God, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. He went to God, said, I need you now. I need you to affirm what I need to do. I need your empowering to lead these people to do it. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God has put in place the Sabbath. Six days shall you work, and one day shall you rest. It's an interesting one, that, because we often talk about rest rather than the six days that we work, which is dropping to four days, if everyone has their way. And then we're filling up the rest of our time with all sorts of things, often that drain us. And there is a place of rest, a place where you sit back and take some time. I used to put our kids to, uh, occasionally, put some of our kids to bed. Um, some of them, that was really easy, which was a little bit boring. Some of them, and you can do this with grandchildren now, is you go to put them up to bed. The trouble is, and the benefit of it is, is everyone downstairs thinks you're putting the kids to bed, 
but you're the first one asleep. <laughs> but I genuinely sometimes said, yeah, I'll use this as a place of rest. Because if I sit lay here, they've got to get over me so I'll know whether they get out of bed. But I can sleep. Knowing that the people downstairs are thinking, isn't he doing well? He's putting the kids to bed. <laughs> well, they did for a week or two and then <laughs> dried up. <clears throat> God wants so much more from his glorious church in the West than we are giving him at the moment. He wants so much more. He wants people to be saved. He wants people working to alleviate poverty. He wants people in politics. He wants people in the arts and the media. He wants people changing the world in which we live one by one by bringing the gospel. To do that, we need to know that our great shepherd will lead us into green pastures, will give us water to drink, and has given us rest so that we can run and not grow weary. We can fight and not be beaten. See, we may be sheep, but our shepherd is the lion and he wants to lead us on in victory but not a victory that wears us out tears us down ruins our lives but one where we have plenty to eat plenty to drink and plenty of rest that is the lion that is leading us and wants to lead us on to fulfill the dreams he gives us as open door and for his church here in this country. Let's stand. <coughs> Father, Father, that's not gone quite as planned, as you know. But the words that you have spoken to our individual hearts to mine and ours, as I have spoken. Will you build them into our hearts, Lord? Will you come and help us to feed on your word in prayer, in fellowship, in breaking of bread? Will you come and help us to cultivate a thirsty lifestyle where we come back time and time again to know the Holy Spirit filling us and empowering us to be on the journey that you have called us to. And in the midst of it, Lord, to know your rest deep within us, that though we may be running hard, we will know the rest of God within us, the empowering of God upon us, and the word of God to feed us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.